1: The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint.
2: Gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Weekly Chef Your Wednesday Podcast. I'm Lord Hilfer and with the live first of all we have Mr. Marriott, Jamesy, e. old oh boy, how the chuff are you?
1: I'm all right. Well, I've just got back from Barnsley, so uh, slightly <laughs> traumatised, but all the better for now, no longer being in Barnsley.
2: <laughs> it's not too much to ask for not to be in Barnsley,
1: is it? It's uh... well, it's my mother lives there, and she won't move. I've tried to get her to, I, I tried to get her to move to Chapel Town, she won't have in it, so left her there. <laughs>
2: and we have an extraordinarily super special guest on the line him of FTT podcast fame uh, Mr Peter Loman is with us uh, for a proper podcast Peter how the chuff are you old boy
3: I'm I'm okay Uh, I've not been to Barnsley so I'm definitely better than James
1: (laughs) I'll give you a hint Peter don't
3: yeah I've actually been there uh so yeah it well, lots of boarded up houses and stuff like that so it, it, it reminded me of uh, when I went to eastern Europe in uh, in the late nineties
1: It is like stepping into eastern Europe just just for you know just for 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 a few for a few hours where however you got to go for it is
3: and then you see the then you see the number of fingers on hands and your thing is Chernobyl, so yeah it's
1: really eastern European isn't it? Hey, it is my hometown all right bit too far now, bit too far back off back
2: off. <laughs> Well, are you going to see your mother again? You will not be met with kind words, James. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, the first time that Peter and I have spoken, so it is a, really is a pleasure to speak to you, Peter. I've been uh, following you on uh, Twitter and, and Owl Talk, actually, um, obviously before Twitter for a long, long, long long time, so it, it really is a, a, a lovely little pleasure this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, unfortunately, that's just about the only pleasure we've got uh, today, ladies and gents. We are going to try to be positive, Um we are going to struggle to be positive um, because it's, it's not been the best of weeks, has it? Uh, first things first, we have to speak, unfortunately, about the Bristol City game. Um, God, that was terrible, weren't it? How, how? or oh, even I couldn't find anything positive out of that one. Well, I mean, I mean, the, I
1: mean, the positive is they were just better. You know, it, it's not like we played well and still got hammered. You know, they, they were better than we were. We didn't really turn up. Um, we we were fairly ineffective the formation didn't really work Um, no one particularly had a good game it was just a real stinker it was a real stinker Um, and you know leading up to the game it was either going to be like it was that we were going to get hammered or we were going to pull off this miraculous victory because of course, you know, the game was hanging in the balance and Wednesday fans were up in arms and it was going ahead and they're like, Oh, they're only doing it because, you know, we had a midweek game and they didn't. So they've got a better chance of beating us. And you're like, yeah, but maybe the ultimate irony is that we're going to go there. We're going to steal a one nil win, um, which, you know, I mean, it didn't happen, did it? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, we, we lost to the better team on the day. You know, maybe we don't need to beat ourselves up that much about it because they're a tidy team. They're having a good season. Um, They had had that bit more rest than than we had, and you know, they they deserve to win. The players off the park.
3: Yeah, I agree. It's um, I don't think we played that differently from uh, from a lot of the games we played recently. It's just that um, some of the other games we've come up against uh, teams that weren't very good, and uh, they weren't able to take advantage of us. and, uh, And Bristol certainly did. So it's, yeah. I mean, not, not a lot to do about it, but it's not the sort of game you expect to win either, uh, anyway. So um, so I, I guess it's just when you jog off and then you, you focus on games like uh, the one we have coming up against Bolton, for instance.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you've got to write it. I mean, we I think we've got to, we have got to pay some attention to the fact that, I mean, defensively, we were, Pretty poor. I mean, it's probably as bad as we've we've been this season defensively. Some of the errors, just just the way we switched off for at least one of the goals, was, I mean, it was it was almost embarrassing. Really, it it was
2: poor. Yeah, the, the way that they were just slicing through was kind of embarrassing at times. I mean, the the second goal, um, which went through, um, one of the, the things that really frustrates me about defences if you like or footballers in general is when they think of players offside and they all stick their arm up in the air and instead of just playing on carry on playing football and, and Zizou was in an offside position but the ball wasn't going to him so of course everybody stuck their arm up in the air and, and uh, Bobby Reed just stuck his second in and it was just horrendous 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 defending which obviously after sort of the um, the Stuart gray here we've, we've not seen defending this bad for, for quite a while have we
1: well we've not even seen it really this this bad for, for certainly for the opening part of the of, of the Yoss era really you know that's the one thing that he'd done is is really shored up the defense you know we we I think you know we'd, we'd have to put Burton down as a as the low point of this season and you kind of thought after that it can't really get any worse um and you know, to be fair, incomes, yoss, and, and and it it did start to improve, and and you know, we had a, a certain um, kind of you know resolute at the, uh, resolute at the back, which we'd not seen for a while. Um, the, the worry is the fact that very quickly it seems to have have completely vanished again, like, and, and almost to the point whereby it's it's almost worse than it was before he came. Now, in 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 terms of when when the defense is having an off day, they are they might as well just not not be there, and. You know, it's it's interesting. Quite a few people saying that the only reason that it wasn't more than four is because I think Bristol City felt a bit sorry for us and they took the foot off the gas and kind of thought four's enough. There's no point pushing it any further and and kind of let us off the hook a little bit because that that could have been that could have been cricket score really.
3: Yeah, I watched it on on iFollow. Uh, that's one of the few benefits, or maybe not as much a benefit this season. But
1: one of the few <laughs> benefits of uh, of being
3: abroad is that you get to watch every game on iFollow because. Um, you can't do that in the UK. But I mean, I, I watched the game. Um, it's become a sort of principle for me to, to watch it to the end, but it was definitely, definitely, uh, they, uh, they eased up uh, at around 60 minutes, 65 minutes. And I mean, no need to expend some more energy for them. They're, they're chasing the playoffs and, uh, and, and for us, I mean, it, we, we, we're beginning to look like a team that is playing, repeatedly playing the first game of preseason in some ways. I mean, you know, this, the, the, the preseason game, you usually go to, to Alfredson or or, or or a tiny non-league club and, and play them. Just to get the players going, uh, and and then play a half, and then you play a second team in the second half, and all that. But our team looks like a team in the early stages of preseason uh, with the fitness and the uh, the energy levels and the, the levels of organisation, and and like a team that's not really gotten to know each other and have to played together for for, so, for some of them for several seasons. So it's that's that's the main worry for me. Um, and the other worry is that when when uh, Luhukai came in, he um, as you said, he he showed up the defence uh, and he focused solely on on defending and we had nothing going forward and then he, then he thought okay we, we've got a couple of games now where we where we were okay defensively maybe we can start building some attacks and, and the, the, the second he tried to uh, to set us up for for more of an, an attacking approach or, or at least a counter-attacking approach the defense just falls apart I mean we need eight men behind the ball uh, all the time just to to avoid being beaten uh, two three or four nil and that's that's really grim
2: and if we did have a a, a, a Gary Hooper up front or, or somebody or a Fessy to connect the two or something like that, maybe that sort of defective tactic might work. But, so we just don't have the place to do it properly at the minute, do we? That's the thing. Uh, I must admit, Peter, I mean, you think watching the game live is, is can be difficult sometimes and, and watching it till the end, etc. Well, muggins here. I have to listen to the game live. And then, so I know what I'm speaking about for these podcasts, I have to watch the damn thing back regardless of the score. So, watching that back the next day, oh my word, honestly, it was absolutely horrendous all over again. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Um, are there any positives to take from this game, boys? Obviously, other than James mentioning that we got beat by a better team. I mean, Mr Stobbs yes. played... Played. <laughs> he uh, another... played, yeah. I mean, th- we didn't have any injuries.
3: We? I can't even remember now. Did we have any injuries? In yeah, game? yeah. A po- guess...
1: a, a poodle went off at half time. Oh, yeah, he? yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, he did, yeah. But Tom, okay, Tom so Lee's that's... got 45 <laughs> minutes under his belt. Tom Lee's back yeah. in back in the squad. That was um, a positive of sorts. Um, other than that, um, I don't know. <laughs> it, it didn't snow. That, that, that's a, a positive.
2: We did have a few chances of our own, but it's just every time we got near the goal, the I mean, New shot one right over the goal. Um, Boyd had a shot that honestly, if, if it had not hit somebody, it'd have gone out for a throw-in. Uh, there was a nice little chip-in by Jack Stubbs that, that New headed and it went over again. It's, the, the the chances were there. We just obviously weren't putting them in the back of the net. So.
3: I mean, there's oh. there's there's a, there's a measure called uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called expected goals, where you uh, you look at where which position the the shot is taken from, and then you uh, you tell tell that into to a database of uh, all the shots taken with that position in in all the leagues in the last 15 years, and you can calculate what percentage of uh, shots from that position went into the goal. So if you if you have a penalty, for instance, it's about uh, 75% of the uh, of the shots that go in. And and it's a, it's a way of, of trying to measure what, how you're doing uh, because I mean scoring and not scoring that's also uh, a big part of it is is, is log as well. And in the Bristol game, we we created zero uh, point um, seven expected goals, um, which is really poor. Uh, it's not as poor as Millwall, but we created zero point three expected goals. But uh, <laughs> it's it's still as a measure, it, it means that we created chances of a quality that that. Uh, some together for the entire game were less than a goal
2: um, so, <laughs> so that's not good <laughs> Look, can we not just have half a point uh, on the board for that one because it, it might have been vital uh, towards the end of the season just half a point um, Yeah. so as you say let's let's leave the Bristol sorry Bristol City game behind us and try and forget about it and stop having nightmares and waking up screaming in sweats and things oh, and we'll move on to the, uh, <laughs> the second game for this week which was the Ipswich game
1: oh, God. which <laughs> Let's let's carry on fair, talking uh, about Bristol City. From the ashes to the fire, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it started. I thought quite positively. I, I thought we looked obviously slightly better um, in the first ten, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I thought we were, we were doing quite well. I actually agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I third that. I think probably the first half generally we we played all right, and it kind of felt like yeah, you know, this this is a game where we we it started to worry me a little bit towards the end of the first half. You kind of thought we could really do with going in a goal up, you know, we could do with getting the goal, uh. but it, it felt like, um, Ipswich didn't have a great deal to offer. Um, and that you know, we were on top. We were kind of creating, not necessarily clear cut chances, but we were, we were creating and you kind of felt like, Oh, if we carry on, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Um, and then it was just that second half where it, it just it didn't happen, did it? It felt it felt a bit. And the the worry was, and and the, I'm more worried about the Ipswich one than the Bristol City one, even though we got a spank in there, because Ipswich were pretty average. Um the, the, They didn't really do very much at all. They didn't really have to. We kind of did the hard work for them, um, and and they came away with three points, and that 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 is a worry.
3: I wouldn't say they're average. I, w- I would say they're poor. But yeah, they've no, made they they've, they've made. Being poor in art form, uh, I mean, that's, that's a Mick McCarthy <laughs> team. all over. And it's exactly the sort of team you, you want in, uh, in like, a lower league uh, close to relegation scrap. Um, and they, they're exactly what we, if we wanted safety first and foremost and didn't want to um, to blot some youngsters and, and, and try to build for next season and just wanted to, to get to safety quick as quick as possible, you want to be Ipswich, basically, because that's, that's the way they play. And, I mean... When you have players like like that, wacker for left, just ah, oh,
2: I, I can't stand him. I mean, he's Oh, it's <laughs> awful. He, he's, like that. he's he's got, got celebration after his first goal with his oh, yeah. cricket oh. bowling. Oh, you arsehole. So excuse my French. I apologise. <laughs> he
3: he just seems like one of those. I don't know. He just fits. I mean, he he could play at at uh, Lane and he would fit right in, wouldn't he?
2: <laughs> he's One of those types of players. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, there were some positives. I mean, we do have to speak about the Xiao goal as well because he That's took that awesome. beautifully, didn't he?
1: Well, he was the shining light, wasn't he? And and um, you know, I think I think Reach was was okay. Uh, I don't think he was brilliant, but he was okay. Um, I actually uh, felt out of everyone that that, that probably actually knew you was the other player that seemed to have a bit of something about him. Um, and he certainly didn't have a great game, but he, he he certainly put himself about a bit, and he seemed to want to try and create something. But yeah, Shaw in the second half um, was 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 the one kind of shining light from it that he, you know, he's he's turning he, he, slowly but surely he's turning into a good little footballer, um, and you know I think that the 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 goal was very well taken. He got kind of two defenders round him not an easy finish either really that and he made it look very very simple he, he, his body itself very didn't really move did it it was just his foot that was that was moving so it was I thought a really well taken um, goal and and something really out of all the you know the, the players that we've got and I know all the injuries and everything like that but we're in a situation now where Zhao who at this time last season was out on loan at, at Blackburn who ultimately went down um, and, and and he wasn't really kind of coming up with the goods for them is is yeah, you know, kind of our best player at the moment.
3: Yeah, he's. I mean, that, that goal reminded me of. Uh, this is going to take people back a few years, but uh, as a Dane, I'm reminded of uh, Preben Melchior. Um, he he played for the Danish uh, World Cup team in in 1986, uh, and in 1984 he had a rip in his uh, his shorts when he he shot a penalty uh, and won the uh, Italian championship with the uh, Verona. But he he's got the similar sort of. Um, thing going from now, now shall we? he can get the ball and he can create something on his own and i mean the the obvious Wednesday reference is David Hurst because you give him the ball and he he'd, he'd he wouldn't make a wonder dribble or anything he'd, he'd just get past people um not with pace or anything just just uh cunning and uh, yeah. and, uh, and and then a quick finish when once he when got the ball and, and a lot lots of power in, in the finish i mean i i, I saw I mean that's that's going a bit too far in the praise for him but uh, I saw a bit bit of that in uh, in the goal he scored there and, and that's a new thing from from Shao because he he'll usually have uh like uh, a Jermaine Johnson dribble on him uh, uh and, and and he'll follow the ball or something but but he's he's really looking like he's coming into his own
1: it's yeah, kind absolutely. of like his it's it's we've said this before what's happening at the moment with Xiao seems to be his brain is catching up with his feet now <laughs> We've we've always said you know, if he, if 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 his football brain could be as good as his football feet but, then like puppy, he'd be a yeah. cracking player and it, it just kind of feels yeah. like he's he's in a little bit more control now as to what his feet are doing and that's making him a a, a better. Player, um, and I think he's kind of keeping he's keeping himself kind of grounded as well, which which helps. He's, he's, he's he seems to kind of just be quite happy to quietly go about his his business, um, and I think that's making him a better player as well. It's just a shame that he doesn't seem to be able to play game in game out at the moment.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but as like you say, there are sort of grassroots showing through, if you like, and uh, yeah, if we can just tie it all together, it'd be brilliant. I mean, that, that goal, it reminded me of playing, did you guys play sensible soccer in the 90s where the ball just oh, stuck yeah, to yeah. your feet? It was just like that, brilliant, I <laughs> loved it. Um, other, I don't know, I'm sort of really scraping the bottle of barrel here, but uh, other positives, I, I thought although Boyd didn't have a wonderful game, he did create that chance where he he sort of broke up the Ipswich attack and, and put it through to Butterfield, who in turn put it through to New, who in turn shot and missed and we got a corner from it. So there were some shots there, but I mean, in uh, Joss's,
1: (laughs) I mean, that was a valiant attempt, Lord A tried so hard. (laughs) That was a valiant attempt.
2: But in, in Joss's sort of um, uh, post-match, he he said that they've just got no confidence when it comes to attacking and, uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, can we really disagree with that? I mean, do you
1: think it's a confidence issue now? I, 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 I think it's partly confidence and partly we're just not very good, um, and there's there's no getting around that. You know, that that is not a it's not a combination of players that you would ever pick to play on a football pitch together, and, and you know it, it's a combination of players that we've played before, and it clearly just it doesn't work. We know it doesn't work. You know, Boyd isn't effective in that in that. Um, Kind of wing back role it doesn't doesn't work for him um, and he was fairly ineffective there again. Um, once he was
2: just once. You know Palmer <laughs> looks
1: completely completely lost playing in in position that he's in at the moment and he you know he shouldn't be because he's done it before but yeah playing that wing back role where he's, he's got to play um, you know further up the pitch he just he's he's got zero confidence at the moment he doesn't know what to do he appears to have completely forgotten how to cross a ball which is a a, a worry for a wide player. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it is as simple as just confidence or just the fact that that we're currently playing combinations of players that just doesn't work.
3: And also, we we need a leader. I mean, Reach is trying to do all he can, but he's not really. And I'm saying this, I'm not. Uh, I love him, Reach, but he's not a leader type figure. I don't. He's been pushed into the captaincy, but I don't really think it's a role for him because he's a creative player and he he needs uh, some freedom. He, he doesn't. And he, and the admirable thing about and reaches he's really taking the role onto him and he's trying to carry this team on on, on his and its shoulders and it's it's really breaking him down slowly um, and he's he's getting progressively worse for each game that's scoring after being really good um, because he's playing all the games and and I mean he's looking like a guy, a guy who's who's burned out but but still putting in the effort and putting in uh, all those exceptionally many uh, miles he runs uh, at high intensity every game so, so I mean, we really need a re- leader out that. And, and normally you'd say, well, then Lewins, where, where is he? But he, he's struggling so much with his own game that, that he, he has no, gives no leadership or no direction to to the rest of the team. He's never been a, been a very uh, shoutsie fella, but, I mean, you, you see no reaction from him or no direction of the defence or anything, um, which we did see before. Um, so that that's the main worry for me, that, that there aren't really a play on the pitch that can... And tell people where to go uh, and tell people uh, what to do in different situations. Um, so, so if, as long as we don't have that, we, we, we are going to struggle. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's tough enough as it is.
2: We, we, yeah,
1: that we, need, a... we need Hutch, don't we? That's what we need. Yeah, we, we need do. Hutch yeah. back. Because um, he will scream and shout every. He'll, he'll kick every ball, um, even the ones that he's not actually kicking, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what we need. We, we need a natural. Leader and 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 Hutch would would do that, and you, know, you get the impression that he's chomping at the bit to get back in the team, Hutch. Because mm. I bet he, he probably feels like you know he can sort these out, he he can solve this, he can sort it. Um, and and to be fair to him, you know he's he's, he's got a good a chance as any. The the Leuvens thing's really interesting because that's uh, it's kind of been a subject of a, 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 a almost like a, a bit of a humorous thing. People have a bit of a laugh about it on Twitter about just how poor he was on Tuesday. But I, that's a real worry because it, it's it's almost like you you want to say now look he we can't afford to play him again we cannot afford to play him again because he's he's giving away a goal a game and, and you just can't from from you, you can't have it from your centre half you can't have it from your captain you can't really have it from anyone in your team but you just can't afford to, to carry a passenger to that degree uh, and be effectively starting 1-0 down every game when you when you've got Leuven's just capitulating and 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 it, actually to be fair he was lucky to only give away one goal on Tuesday because he made two or three errors that were as bad as the one where where they scored from um, and yeah he's he we we really we really need to not play him now for the rest of the season yeah
2: if if that had been one of the youth players coming in and having a game like that, do you think we'd see him again in the first team? I, I don't think we would, would we? Um, the thing is, if, but... if it was a youth
1: player, then you kind of think, all right, they've made a mistake there, they're going to learn from it. The problem with Lubens is that he's at the other end of his career. You know, The mistakes he's making now are not because he's, he's, he, he's making mistakes he's going to learn from them. They're just because his legs have gone, his brain's not far behind, um, and unfortunately, he's just not capable of playing at this level. And their mistakes he's making against Ipswich... You know, who no, attackingly are one of the worst teams that we've seen all season. You know, we, we might just get away with him against Bolton on Saturday, but when we actually you know, when we're up against someone that's half decent, crikey, can you imagine us going to Wolves? If we could talk about Wolves away for a second. <laughs> when when we play when we play Wolves, can you imagine that? They'll absolutely rip him to bits. The guy'll he'll, he'll need some kind of you know psychiatric help afterwards. He'll be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> They'll run rings around him. We can't. We've, we, we need to take him out of the team. We, we've got to sort that out. I think I'd rather us be playing a kid at the back who, at least if they make a mistake, then crikey, they're going to learn from it.
2: Yeah, it it is difficult. And I mean, one one little thing that you mentioned earlier is all about having a a leader. Um, There was a tweet from the uh, SWFC Supporters Club. Uh, I don't know if you chaps saw this this week, but it said uh, a friend uh, was in the team hotel against Millwall. Uh, The team rolled down at breakfast um, in their little groups. And when when New Hugh arrived, I still can't say the damn word, um, he went round every table and there was handshakes and back slaps and having a laugh and, and all that kind of thing. So he seems to be like the one... Person, we've seen it before. Obviously, we've tweeted that when he's on the touchline and he's clapping players that made mistakes and that kind of thing. But do you think there is that sort of play there? Obviously, I think it used to be Samido that did that kind of thing, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and now we've got Dave, the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club.
3: It's uh, in in cycling, professional cycling. You you have a, a term that's called the road captain, which is far from the best uh, cyclist uh, on the on the team, but he's he's the guy that that'll keep the others going and and, and keep the others in check. And and you definitely need that sort of person in, in a football team. Um, but the problem is we we might only have year who's doing it, and, and the others if if they aren't responding to it, uh, then I don't really I don't really see the benefit. Um, and and I mean it's. I'm I'm glad he's doing it, but but um, maybe he's like Samito. He's he's commentating for, uh, for 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 the lack of the for his ability on on the pitch, um, which was also evident in uh, in Cimito's last uh, few seasons.
2: Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, one last little thing from the the issues game. Then, of course, the Wednesday nights, Um, I, I love Wednesday nights so so much. Um, singing. We're uh, on our way. Um, and um, having the old phones up. Um, with the the lights and things as well. Now, of course, it was hilarious. Absolutely, utterly hilarious. Um, it, brilliant. <laughs> but um, the old gallows humour. Um, for the players on the pitch, do you think that was helpful? <laughs>
3: It, mm, it, probably it's... not but <laughs> i mean i mean it's just, it's a thing that that it's a lot better than booing your players isn't it oh, mean, course it's, and absolutely. it's it's I, I like i like that we still as Win's defense because sometimes you lose faith in us Wins defense as a collective uh, especially with some of the things posted on on uh, social media but when you see things like that it just warms your heart doesn't it in in a tough situation and i mean we need that sort of approach to to these things rather than getting angry we need to to laugh at ourselves and and find that famous British self- irony don't don't we because that makes things easier and it doesn't make Hillsborough such a toxic place to play because I mean everyone is now slowly con- uh, considering the idea that we, we're probably especially next season going to be playing a lot lot more youngsters in our team but imagine going into Hillsborough as a youngster playing in front of 20 uh, something thousand. Uh, and and the majority of them just shouting absolute abuse at you and, and booing you and, and and every every move you make they they'll they'll uh, they'll get over you if if you don't do something wrong, for young players to come into that I mean that's just frightening isn't it and I just think back to uh, I don't know if you remember Lloyd when he played for us uh, he he kept like throwing up when he played for us. Um, and I think it takes a certain player mentally to, to play at Hillsborough uh, to play and play for a club like Wednesday not because we're a big club but because we think we're a big club uh, and we, we apply that expectation and that pressure on the players um, so so to rely on youth players yes, that's definitely a route forward but it's it's risky because it'll break a lot of those players, likely so I, I much prefer the gallows humour, I much prefer the uh, uh, taking the, the light side of it and, and, and making it a laugh rather than them getting angry and aggressive.
1: Absolutely. It's kind of the um, it maybe it, It's a, it's a little bit like the old "How shit must you be?" We're winning away <laughs> song, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Which yeah. I think we had a manager. Was it was it David Jones that um, of kicked off about fans <laughs> singing that, saying that it was disrespectful to the team and that the players didn't like it or something. But I mean, it's, it is a little bit like that, isn't it? It's just kind of like having a bit mm. of a bit of fun. And I tell you, I, I tell you what, it was that kind of ten minutes when the phones thing was happening and people singing that was the most enjoyable 10 minutes that I think I've had at Hillsborough this year so far. <laughs> Cause it was, everyone yeah. was just kind of like, it just kind of turned into this kind of, and it it was like British, you know, the old British spirit. It was just kind of like, Oh, it's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be yeah, all right. Certain. And everyone was having a laugh together in the stands and everyone just yeah. seemed to suddenly, it was as if we didn't have a care in the world. It was as if like, you know, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Let's just enjoy it. Um, and, and, you know, then it all went wrong again. <laughs>
2: oh, fair play. To I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Listening at home, I was chuckling to myself and, and Lady H was giving me some very strange looks um, whilst we were doing that. Um, <laughs> so, do you guys have anything else other from the, uh, the the Ipswich game at all? Well, I've got kind of a question
1: for you both, really, which is something that's, that's kind of cropped up in the last couple of games. I've seen a lot of people talking about this online. I've... Sort of got into a couple of debates about it, and then sort of regretted it and thought maybe I should just have stayed out of this. Um, but there's there's a lot of questions being asked by some fans about. Um, I mean, there's questions being asked generally about Yoss, uh, but particularly about his animation or lack of animation oh, on the uh, on the yeah. touchline. And this again came <laughs> up. You know, we've even one of our our fellow um, podcast panelists who's not with us tonight. Um, you know kicked off about this on, on social media earlier today um, and you know a lot of people saying that the fact that Joss tends to kind of stand around arms folded uh, after Ipswich scored the second he went and sat down on the on the bench rather than jumping around screaming, shouting, barking instructions at his players. Um, now you're probably not surprised to hear that I, I find this a complete non-debate and I don't think that there is any difference whatsoever from uh, a manager who screams and shouts instructions in fact I've probably got a little bit less respect for a manager that screaming instructions at his players all the way through the game because you've had a week to do that you've, you've had a week to come up with a game plan for them just let them do it um, but you know there are a lot of people asking questions about it so I, I kind of want to see what you guys think really as to whether or not you think you know is, is is there a problem there do you see an issue with it
3: absolutely not I mean um it's, sorry, but it's ridiculous, um, and it's, it's it's a bit disappointing to to see so many say it, because um, for me, and it's just, this is going to sound harsh, but for me it, sound, it shows a, a lack of understanding of what football is and, and how you, you set up a, a successful football team. Because, I mean, you should be judging the guy by his results, not by what he's doing on the touchline, because it has absolutely no impact on what the players are doing on the pitch. Um, and... and I'm, I'm thinking this harks back to a lot of people um, when Carvajal left um, wanting, not a lot of people, but there's certainly a sizable minority who wanted Gary Maxson back. No. Um, and, and if there's one manager in, uh, in the Times of Wednesday fan, I can't stand it, it's, uh, it's it's Gary Maxson. Because he's just, uh, as, as, as one of his former players, uh, Thomas Gorser, who played for them uh, at the West Bromwich, he, he once said on a TV interview in Denmark, Gary Mason, yeah, he, he just shouted you, he shouted you, and shouted you, and after about ten matches, you you stop listening to him, um, because all he is is a shout head, um, and that sums him up for me. I mean, that, that that sort of managerial style, a lot of people will will use as a reference, as a base reference for for how a football manager should be. But I mean, that's the football of the nineties, and maybe even the eighties, and you're not going to get results like that in just for the animation in uh, if if. if in uh, sorry in in uh, in 2018, if you haven't set your team up right uh, uh, during the week and and done proper training with them, uh, I mean it's sorry it's just it's just yeah obsolete to have a belief like that. I'm sorry, but that's my opinion.
2: I understand exactly what you're saying, Peter, of course. Um, I think from a, a fan's perspective, it, we want the manager to feel like we do. We want to see that they're frustrated. We want mm-hmm. to... Um, yeah, It's a, an empathy thing. But from a personal experience, when I was a, a, a young lord and my mother shouted at me, um, I would sort of sit there and take it but if she looked at me disappointingly uh, like Josh seems to do when he's on the sidelines and not make too much of an animation about it oh I was distraught I was absolutely distraught so maybe he's not angry he's just disappointed exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) whether you're celebrating a birthday a wedding or anniversary maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane, overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call oh seven nine eight nine eight five six zero five four or 0114-232-6121. Um,
2: right then, ladies and gents, so let's uh, crack on with the, uh, the bit of Wednesday news we have from this week. Um, we are going to try and keep this positive. So, first things first, uh, Zhao was nominated for the... The, uh, player of the month or man of the month or well, I forget what we're calling this these days James I apologise and um, he it didn't it, win it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: officially the uh, PFA player of the month for February you're right he, he didn't win which is probably not a surprise because I'm not actually sure how he got nominated to be fair he did have an amazing month but you know it's it's a bit of positivity it's something for us to you know, raise a glaster it's a good excuse to crack open another beer cheers
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, I must have i more or less missed this um, because it's very unusual that uh, if there is a poll <laughs> that Wednesday, guys yeah. can vote on online. Then um, we can sort totally of get behind it a bit, can't we? But uh, yeah, it wasn't wonderful. Uh, but but well done, Mr. Zhao. I I, I really do think that it's uh, one of the positive things we can look at so far. Um, <laughs> other positive bits and bobs. Oh, J- James, help me out with some positivity, will you, please? <laughs> Please, okay well please,
1: i it's 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 really useful that we've got um that we've got peter on tonight now i some people uh, i imagine probably most people have have seen that um Peter and i have already been involved in one podcast this week we did the collaboration cast with um with James from the Owls AmeriCast, which was talking about finances, which we'll probably not get into because there's not a great deal about that that's, that's positive. Um, but then, Peter, I know that you you did some um, some analysis earlier and, and, and we're looking at kind of facts and figures and stuff about... Um, so the position that we're in right now, what, we're on 37 points. The team that's third mm. from bottom, Birmingham, on 30 points. Uh, and... Yep. This, this kind of like, there's this sort of you know, mysterious kind of 50 magical number uh, of points that's generally considered to be what you need to be safe in the in the championship. Um, but we've kind of, a few of us have said for a while that, well, it's a good job it's a really poor league this, this year because it'll probably be a little bit less than that. Now, you've taken that a step further, haven't you? Um, and, you know, kind of looked at exactly what you know, the situation's been over the last few seasons and therefore what the likely situation's going to be this season.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can compare. It's, it's You can you can compare the, uh, the the previous seasons at this point after thirty six matches and see how how did the team in twenty second do after thirty six matches. Um, and if you look back the last fourteen years, there's only one team that had fewer points than uh, than Birmingham have at the moment um, in in twenty second. So that that tells you that this season is going to be uh, a, a low um, survival target. Um, and there's a guy called uh, Mark Taylor uh, from a, from a football app called Infogol, um, wh- who does, uh, by the way, some really good uh, statistical stuff. And uh, he's done some analysis and, uh, uh, based on on these expected goals that I was mentioning before, uh, which are, in, in many ways, a truer way to uh, to evaluate a, a team's performance over a season than than, than the goals scored. Um, and 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 he said that there's a 66% chance that if we if we get 43 points, that we will survive. Um, and this is taking into account the uh, the remaining fixtures of both our uh, both both uh, our club and uh, and the other clubs uh, of the championship. Um, and, I mean, it's is obviously it's not it's no, it's no guarantee or certainty or anything, and it's just it's just number crunching. But it's uh, it's a lot hell of a lot better than the the old adage of the of the 50 points because you could say conversely to the 50 points that yeah, I mean, there's quite a few teams in uh, in the uh, four teams in the in the last. Uh, 14 seasons that that have been relegated, uh, even though they got to 50 points. Um, we will, we were all, we were involved ourselves in that season. Was it? Uh, I can't remember. when know it. Yeah, it, it was uh, 12, 12 13, 13. I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but Peter went down um, on, on 54 points. Um, but but I mean, there's there's definitely a connection between how many points the team at teams at the bottom have now and how how many points they're going to have at the end of the season. Um, so, so I would I would expect that that our survival target is is, um, is is a lot lower than than the 50 points, and it's it's probably also in in the low 40s, uh, something like 42, 43 uh, points. So basically, that just means, or in simple terms, it means we need two wins from from uh, from our, our last 10 games, uh, and we've got Bolton to play on 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 Saturday, and that's interesting because again, the number crunches can can look at uh, what are the, what are what is the likelihood of. Uh, of of, uh, uh, of relegation, uh, depending on the results against Bolton. And, and at the moment, the the, the likelihood of relegation, if you, if you want to express it in in, uh, in typical uh, UK odds, it's uh, 20 to 1 uh, that we get relegated, which are pretty long odds. Um, if you win the Bolton game, our likelihood to be relegated drops to uh, 47 to 1. Um, if you lose that game, it's all of a sudden 17 to 2. Uh, so that that tells you that tells you something about the crucial uh, nature of the of the game we have coming up against uh, against Bolton and and uh, and how much um, our season could really ride on on that one game, unfortunately.
1: It, it I mean, it is. It's it, it's hard to dress it up as anything than an absolute must win game, isn't it? I mean, this is the kind of game now that is going to define what the next you know two months are going to have in store. For us, a, a win on Saturday, and and you know those those stats were quite incredible, really. About you know win on Saturday, it becomes what was it forty seven to one, one yeah. which is like you know it's almost as if like it's just we almost we can almost stop worrying. It's it's so unlikely that that it's going to happen. All we need to do is just go out and win on Saturday. I, I really hope the players are listening to this because you know no pressure or <laughs> anything, lads, but you know. <laughs> this is the one this is the one we'll let you off against Ipswich if you go and just just, I don't care how you do it you know uh, kick the crap out of them whatever punch (laughs) it in the back of the net see whether you get away with it throw yourself down in the box at every opportunity cheat whatever don't care just (laughs) win please God just win
2: Uh, one the little question we had from uh, from Twitter uh, chaps I'll just pop this to you obviously we're looking at the players it, it seems as though they're disinterested in the football at points uh, maybe that might be a, a little bit of a, a harsh phraseology uh, but we did have a question from Twitter from uh, from Paul Newby um, asking uh, are the players not giving 100% as they are essentially just scared of getting injured and, and obviously making things worse do you, do you think that's a factor in what the players are thinking at all
3: no I wouldn't say so um, I mean if, if, if footballers look disinterested usually in my opinion it it's, it comes back to them not really knowing what they're supposed to do and what their teammates are supposed to do and looking at the teammates and not having really an, an idea how to react to what they're doing. Um, and if you look at the few at the first games uh, under, under Luokai, there was definitely more of a spirit there um, and more of, a, of an energy and an urgency to, to us because it looked like they, they'd been told a plan that they understood and that, that, that they were carrying out and they got confidence from carrying out a very simple plan, that is, but they still carried out a plan in the last few games it looks like uh, they might have been told the plan but it doesn't look like they, f- they, they feel like they're carrying it out and it, it doesn't look like they, they really know how to carry it out um, so, so that's I, I, I think this interesting thing stems from from us um, interpreting uh, the body language um, a lot and, and essentially it's probably not about the body language uh, it's probably about um, how we're set up and and um, and what what goes on in the training ground.
1: Yeah, and I think what we were talking about earlier in terms of lack of leaders on the pitch probably makes a difference yeah. as well because I think, you know, you you I, I would imagine I've never played um, ninety minutes uh, a proper ninety minute football match. Well, I did a, a few weeks back actually, and I got substituted so <laughs> both the first and the second half because I'm pretty shit. Um, but um, I, I would imagine that quite naturally, when you're playing football for that amount of time, it's quite normal for your mind to drift a bit, um, mm. and you know, at times for for you to just lose that focus and lose that concentration, and you need that voice there that's that's reminding you all the time right this is what we're doing what what are you doing get in position do this do that do the other you, you need that 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 instruction to just keep you on the ball all the time and if you haven't got that then when you your mind starts to drift then you know you, you you're going to look like you're you're not up with the pace or you're going to look like you're not bothered um and i imagine that's quite a natural thing to do because keeping yourself for for anyone to keep yourself concentrating on the same thing for an hour and a half is is, is asking quite a lot of anyone I mean, in
3: in many ways, it's in in the last two games uh, we've had because of Thornley's injury and and Claire got injured as well. We had fewer youngsters in the team, and maybe that's actually uh, in in more ways than one uh, a disadvantage. Because if you have the youngsters youngsters in the team, the senior players naturally will try to coach them, and you can see that with Thornley. He got a lot of coaching from Pudil, for instance, um, when when. Um, when when they were playing next to each other and the same thing with Claire he, he, I mean Reach was over him all the time and pointing where he was supposed to run and w- which sort of passes he wanted to receive and, and all that and when you don't have the youngsters in the team maybe and, and you're assuming okay this is George Boyd he's played football since uh, yeah I, I was in a nappy so, so he, he's <laughs> supposed to, he's, he's supposed to know what he's doing I, I, who am I to tell him what to do and, and uh, he, he'll get he'll sort it out and if everyone thinks that about everyone in the team, no one's really taking any uh, any charge of 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 what is happening. And and as I said, even Reach uh, who who has really been, yeah, t- tearing himself apart, uh, trying to get this team going, uh, even he's looking like he he he, uh, he can't do that anymore. Um, so that's that's the only leader we've really had, and and in many ways, and Reach is not at the point of his career yet where he's you can truly fill that leader role because he has so much more to offer if he, if he plays uh, as an attacking uh, midfielder in a, in, in a, who's very comfortable in a, in a counter attacking role
2: Absolutely. That's well. Thank you very much for your question, Paul. And if anybody else has any questions out there for our panelists, please uh, do whip them over on Twitter and uh, we'll, we'll um, have uh, uh, a lovely answer as well, which was marvellous. Um, one, I am going to put this as a positive because obviously, after saying that the players maybe are not caring too much, we did see recently uh, Mr. Bannon sort of come back uh, on social media, which is unusual for players, didn't he? Um, And I think he got himself into a bit of trouble over it as well. But to me, that just shows that the players do care because they are really supposed to keep quiet, aren't they? Because I'm sure there's things that they would like to say over the social medias and and Mr. Bannon did, didn't he?
1: I would imagine being a professional footballer on social media is um, (laughs) a a full-time job in itself. You know, just (laughs) just letting kind of stuff... Kind of, you know, roll off your back and not and not responding to stuff must be really, really difficult. Not to bite, Um, a fair play. I mean, people. There's this theory, isn't there, that, that somewhere someone's invented this theory that the players aren't playing not because they're injured. Something to do with contracts or bonuses or number of appearances or. Uh, extra payments we've got to make to clubs that we bought players from, whatever it is, that, that, that seems to have gathered a little bit of traction among people. It's basically because we're all looking for someone to blame. We're looking for something to blame rather than just accepting the fact that at the moment we're not very good because we're playing... A team full of players that shouldn't all be in the first team. Uh, and people aren't willing to just accept that so there's got to be another reason and, and, and this, this kind of theory has been gathering a bit of momentum uh, among fans who are angry. Fair enough you know that's fine. One of them tweets one of the players um, about it and, and the player just turns around and goes what a load of absolute rubbish, stop talking out of your ass." Fair play to him, don't blame him at all. I don't think there's any great issue there and, and I hope that the rest of the fan base looks at it now and goes yeah actually that's a bit of a silly theory, let's drop it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there has. this is me sort of sitting on the fence and just giving out information, so it's not something I particularly agree with, but there has been sort of um, social media quotes when Hutch um, Mm. played for the under-23s and and as he was coming off, he shouted to the crowd that he's been fit for a couple of weeks and he's able to play and all that kind of thing. Do you think there's any... Straw in this? Do you think it, this is just sort of fuel on the fire, if you like, or do you think it's just nonsense? Or so I, I mean, I I, 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 he, I
3: think he, it's Hodge. just Hodge. I mean, I mean, he wants to play, and he he. Uh, I, I remember Tom Lee said in the in in the autumn that that he made a big mistake playing through uh, an injury and and trying to play with the groin injury he had, and then he got injured for a longer time than he otherwise would. And Hodge is exactly the same, despite his uh, his glass legs. Uh, I mean, he he desperately wants to play, so. If someone questions his fitness, especially what he's been through in his career, where he nearly nearly had to hang out his boots, he desperately wants to, to to tell people that he can play even if he can't. And he'd he'd he play for Wednesday if if someone chopped his legs off, uh, his his legs off, wouldn't he? I mean, uh, it's like the Black Knight in uh, from Monty Python isn't he? <laughs> in that regard, he doesn't give up. So so I think I th- I put that down to 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 Sam Hutchinson being Sam Hutchinson rather than, than some some grand scheme. Uh, um, because I mean obviously we had Hutchinson in in in, uh, in, in the autumn uh, at that uh, really interesting press conference with uh, with the long pauses when he was asked about things at the club um, so he, he's definitely got a lot of opinions about how things are run at the club and and being displeased with that but um, he's also a footballer and he desperately desperately wants to play games and and turn this around for for the club that he's he's really found himself in and and and, 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 and I mean we are his club, um, in many ways. So, so I, I think it's just about that rather than, than all the grand schemes. I mean, sometimes the simple explanation is, is the best explanation.
1: If, if you remember um, under Carlos, I think it was Carlos that actually said, you know, Sam Hutchinson decides whether Sam Hutchinson is, is fit enough to, <laughs> to play. You know, he said, I, I'll just let Sam tell me whether or not he feels fit enough to, to play. And then it, I, I think he was quoted as, as saying that at some point or another. Um, and I think actually what's happened now is that another manager's come in and said, "Well, I'll decide whether or not you're fit enough to play." And at the moment, I don't think you are. And to be fair, Hutch hasn't got a great record in terms of, you know, his his self recognition of his <laughs> fitness level. Because as you say, and 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 that was a great analogy in there, Peter. Um, you know, he he would. He's even quoted himself as saying that he will he will go on the pitch with crutches if need be and, and play. Um, and you're like, well, actually, I'd hope that you wouldn't because you'd be better off <laughs> giving that place up for someone else who's actually got legs. You know? um, Probably illegal as well. Yeah, but he genuinely would. And I think, um, you know, what I, what I quite like about it is if he's pissed off and he's angry that he's not been playing, well, good. You know, that means when we do let him off his leash, whether that is on Saturday or whatever it might be. Um, that we're going to have the old Hutch there who's going to have a point to prove. So, um, you know, uh, people viewing it as a bit of a negative, a bit of a bad thing. Well, you know what? View that as a positive, right? Because he's got something to prove now. He's, he's got someone to prove wrong, if that's the case. Um, and that means that we're going to get a Hutch who's got some fight and determination
2: about him. Absolutely. Release the hutch, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. So, just that uh, last little bit of news. Of course, we've had some some injury updates as well, haven't we? Um, Josh has told us that uh, Matthias is is two or three weeks away. Uh, Bannon Who, is who's back that? in trade. Uh, Matthias. Sorry, I apologize. Matthias. Marco. Young chap. I
1: think I
2: remember him. Yeah. yeah. Came about four years ago and has done very little since, bless him. Um, Old glass legs himself. Um, (laughs) A young chap called Mr. Bannon is back in training, which is wonderful news. Um, uh, Fessy is back in the country. He's been sending out some wonderful tweetage and uh, he's back with his mate Johnny, uh, by all means, from his Instagram stories. Uh, If you haven't seen that, pop over to Fessy's Instagram and have a little look. That is a blossoming Blossoming bromance, isn't it? I mean, those two chaps that have clearly just missed each other, haven't they? Um, <laughs> love it the to uh, Of course, uh, JBA and uh, Hutch played uh, in the under-23s uh, against Crew, and, and JBA actually scored a goal as well, didn't he? He uh, equalised for the under-23s. Um, so it's all pretty positive-ish on the, the injury front as well. Players look to be on the road to recovery. Um, it does seem as though Josh is rather keen for the players to get some some game time with the 23s before he introduces them back into the, um, the, the first team, if you like. Um, do you think, because there has been people that mentioned maybe Josh is a bit too cautious, uh, or wants him to get a bit too much game time, do you think that's a thing?
3: No, because, I mean... It- if you arrive at a club and you look around and you have about 14 fit uh, first team players or senior players, um, then you're always going to take the cautious route because if you injure more of them, then you have to play more youth players. And the reason we're in this mess is because the fitness work we've done uh, in pre-season and during the season has has quite clearly not been good enough. Uh, not not to uh, inundate you with the stats, but if, uh, if 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 all games in the championship had ended at halftime we'd be 11th on 49 points um so we definitely have a fitness issue and we definitely have an issue finishing games and and i can't remember the last time we played two good halves for instance so so him managing fitness is is the only way to go forward because he'll he'll break more of the players um and they they might be long term injuries that, that carry into next season uh, if he does break them um so i in my mind it's the only way to go because playing in and and, and there's also signal in it because some of the youngsters that have come through have, have done really well, like Claren and uh, and Thornley, who, who unfortunately is injured now. But but a guy like Claire, if he's he's being put on the bench, um, and and someone like Bannon on maybe 60% fitness is, is preferred instead. What sort of signal does that does that send to uh, to someone like Sean who who uh, who who seems like a confident lad? I mean, that's you also have to factor that in that you 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 have to motivate the squad and, and picking half-fit players. Uh, just because they're supposed to be good and and were once, um, um, in pr- preferring them to to to, to younger players, uh, just uh, just because of that, I'm, I mean that 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 can hurt uh, the team spirit as well. So I really think it's a, the right way to go that he's being super cautious with the, with the fitness because in pre-season we're going to have a lot of rebuilding to do with that. What that is concerned,
2: I've, I've got
1: I've got two things to add on um, injuries if I can. Uh, What what is, I just want to read a tweet from the Wednesday Youth um, Twitter account (laughs) earlier on today, which was just brilliant, where it just says, Sam Hutchinson has just nearly snapped cruise number seven in half. The referee has has a word. Um, I love that. And then the other is, I invented this on Tuesday. Now, I'd had a few beers, and I don't know whether or not it's going to be as much fun um, on a Thursday night, when I'm sober uh, and everyone else is sober, as it was on Tuesday night, but we'll have a go. So this is a fun new game. And what happens, and, and Lord H, I'll, I'll I'll play this with you if I can, is I ask you to name a any current Sheffield Wednesday player, any member of our current squad,
2: mm-hmm. fit or not fit.
1: Uh, you've kind of just ruined the game there, but um, <laughs> oh, you know, it, 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 does, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Just anyone, any any player, any player.
2: Uh, we'll say uh, Daniel Padil injured <laughs> okay another one uh, and you see
1: how far you can go uh, another okay. one
2: uh, we'll say uh, George Boyd uh, n- being injured uh, we'll say uh, 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 Fernando Forestieri, injured uh,
1: and this <laughs> I think the most that I got was about eight in a row where I got someone in the pub before the game playing the game I was just <laughs> name a player any player name it. injured Injured, (laughs) injured. So uh, that's my winning streak. So try it with your friends. It's better if they don't figure out that you're actually playing this game because then they start deliberately naming players that fit. Uh, But see if you can beat a streak of eight.
2: That's brilliant, absolutely brilliant That's the that's best Sheffield Winter game We used to have these games a lot didn't we And uh, we, we just don't have them anymore So if you've got a game as well By all means please do tweet us Because I must admit we are struggling To to find lovely things to speak about On this podcast just recently as well <laughs> um, Right then chaps So uh, obviously uh, we, we spoke about it a little bit earlier But we do have uh, Bolton at Hillsborough Now this is a game that uh, As we've mentioned is imperative uh, It seems for the season And I must admit we are all sort of airing on the side that Bolton aren't very good at the minute and we are expected to win them the f- fatal Wednesday error as, as we all know because to be fair the teams that Bolton are playing um, and have uh, played recently they've not been doing terribly terribly badly I mean you look back sort of from mid-February um, they drew against Fulham they actually beat Bristol City which obviously we failed to do but um, so there has been some positives. They drew against Reading, which obviously, similar sort of situation to us, and then they got beat at the week, uh, by by Preston as well. But they have been pulling some draws out against good teams, which I know we've been trying to do as well. But I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry as the people I think it's going to be. You guys?
3: I agree. Um, I mean, we haven't beaten a team below us uh, this season um, yet, so we obviously have a problem. The last season, we were really good against uh, bottom teams. So that's a big, big change from from last season, and and uh, Bolton play uh, from what little I've seen, they play a typical uh, old-fashioned uh, British uh, game, um, trying to get the ball into the channels and and uh, and vertical and and getting it f- uh, forward quickly, um, and we tend to do quite badly against teams that play that way. Um, certainly, we did on the Cabayal, and and it looks like uh, it's the same on the Luokai. We we struggle when teams press us. Um, and Bolson will try to look, make up for their lack of uh, ability and quality uh, by by pressing us probably and being aggressive in in the tackle. So, so we could definitely do, as you said before, James. We could definitely do with someone like Sam Hutchinson back because um, he could be crucial in in uh, in winning that midfield battle and uh, and giving us a, a basis to 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 attack from.
1: Yeah, um, the one positive thing is that they no longer have Gary Medine. Because so we'd be starting, we would be starting <laughs> one wow. 0 down if Gary Medine was um, was still there. Um, I think what you said there, Pete, was very true. Because I, I remember the Bolton game earlier in the season, which was the first game where I kind of fully, kind of, you know, set my stall out and just said it's it, it's time for Carlos to go. I've 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 had enough um, because it was you you could just you. Know, you you could just watch what was happening in that game down the, the flanks. They were just ripping us to bits and we just didn't know mm. what to do. And it was almost like, it was kind of slow motion at times. It was so obvious what was happening. And yet we had, we just didn't have a response for it. So, um, you know, I hope that we're a little bit more drilled defensively. I think we've got to, I know there's people that don't like it. I think we've got to stick with this back three, back five system, because I mean, really we could do be playing four centre halves at the moment, because with that, with that leaky, um, <laughs> <laughs> we we've got to make we just need to not concede we really need to not concede and we could do with everyone else who recently been having more off days than on days just turning up and 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 just having the the game that we um, the game that we need them to have because it's just mega mega important and can I say as well and and you know, firstly fair play to the club because it's twenty quid a ticket for you know any stand mm. on Absolutely. Saturday now I hope that means that there's a bumper attendance and. I I know that there are a lot of reasons for Wednesday fans to be fed up at the moment. There's there's a lot to be angry about. There's a lot of questions that people want to ask. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh there's a lot to be worried about. For 90 minutes on Saturday, please forget all that. Doesn't matter. Forget it all. We we'll, we could all go to the pub afterwards and have a right old wine if we don't win. But, you know, f- for that 90 minutes Let's have a repeat of that 10 minutes that we had against Ipswich where we forgot about all the crap for 10 minutes and we just enjoyed ourselves and supported the team. Yeah, it was in a slightly sarky way, but let's just get behind them. Please, let's get behind them because then at least we, we can't shoulder any of the blame. We've done our bit and we, we, if we give everything we've got, then it might just be the thing that, that makes them give everything that they've got. Um, and if not, you know what? At least we've had a fun time for an hour and a half. So um, you know, I really, really hope that there's a full Hillsborough and that we we give everything that we've got to get behind that team.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. James just wants to have fun. Oh, <laughs> James just wants to have fun. So yeah, get me twenty quid. I mean, any stand, it's 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 fantastic from the club, and and it is needed as well, and and, and hopefully, um, it'll fill the place, and uh, and we'll get because it has been a bit sombre. Uh, I would we don't understand why it has been sombre, but it's 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 not a brilliant place to go at the minute, Hillsborough, is it? When oh, I mean, shite. The, it's shite. It's awful. Yeah. It's really, not very nice, so yeah, just go get drunk, have fun, enjoy yourself, it'll be wonderful, absolutely marvellous. Um, right then, chaps, uh, before we finish for this evening, do you guys have any little bits for this evening? Oh, I've got a few actually. Oh, bit away, Jamesy, bit away. Um, I've got I've, I've prepared kind of like
1: I might start doing this as a regular thing because it, it's a little bit of positivity. Uh, I've got a youth update, um, Ooh. so um. Alex Hunt, who is the capital, or, uh, the capital, the captain of our under-somethings team, might be under-19s team. Uh, anyway, he won the goal of the month competition for oh, his course. level. With There is a video of it on the Wednesday website and it is a screamer. Um, is. Actually, maybe we should just play him on Saturday because he might score a goal like that. <laughs> that's a plan, that's a plan. Uh, so that's good news. Uh, Connor Kirby which I've had to practice saying that because it's a bit of a mouthful, Connor Kirby, <laughs> um, who is a midfielder who is 19 years old. He signed a new contract for another two and a half years. Uh, so it's another one of our younger promising players that we're getting signed up to um, to a contract. Uh, but we have had a player that's left this week, which is James Murphy, uh, who's gone to join Los Angeles. Although I believe that he is American, so it's not a huge surprise. Um, but um, that is my youth youth updates uh, for this week uh, my <laughs> other
2: youth update. Youth,
1: um, two other things from me firstly I quite I quite like this actually the, the, the club announced earlier that they're now they've now launched this scheme whereby you can hire Hillsborough to um, to play a match like with your mates it's two grand oh. um, plus I assume plus that and, um, yeah, you you get a full 90 minutes and the provider referee will hopefully be better than the one that we got against <laughs> Villa a few weeks back. Um, so you that's quite to a good you get to sit in thing. the changing rooms and things? I think, I think you get the full-on experience,
2: yeah. Oh, that'd be worth it, just to sit in the sort of Starship Enterprise-type changing rooms, wouldn't it? It's a <laughs> wonderful place to be.
1: I'd do it I'd if I could make... just stay in the changing room. I'm not bothered about playing on the hills and pitch because I'm <laughs> I'm really rubbish, but I'd do it just stay in the changing room. Um, and then the other thing that I've got, and this I meant to mention this a couple of weeks back, and I don't think we recorded a podcast, then I meant to mention it last week and I wasn't on. Um, but I have a new favourite, Victoria. And our <gasps> going to be fuming about this. Uh, but I have to mention uh, Victoria Chadwick. Now, Victoria lives in Brighton and um i got chatting to her at half time in i think it was the villa game a few weeks back um victoria travels from brighton for every home match which is more what like- you know uh, we're talking a minimum of 4, four hours and with saturday yeah. traffic often it's more than that um she she travels up for every home match sits on the north stand and then travels back down to brighton afterwards so we're talking like a, what a minimum of of 8 hours travelling for every single home game uh which i just think is absolutely astonishing i mean peter you could probably make it from denmark quicker than 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 victoria can make it from um from brighton so i just thought that was absolutely brilliant she listens to the podcast every week so um i think victoria deserves a big mention my new favorite vic
2: absolutely johnny well done victoria that's amazing it really really is um, I do have one little bit for this evening as well it's only a quick one I did notice a, a tweet from the, the SWFC community partnership um, account which is well worth a follow by the way because there's a lot of nice stuff that comes uh, from those chaps uh, and chapettes of course um, they do have free indoor football for girls um, every Tuesday night at Hillsborough College um, ages 14 to 18 which I thought was a wonderful little uh, sort of community uh, thing that the uh, the community partnership are doing so um, if you do have a, a daughter or a if you're listening and uh, you want to you fancy game football on Tuesday night it, uh, get in touch with those guys and, and go and have a little play because it, it sounds like terribly large amounts of fun so fantastic uh, right then uh, first of all Jamesy if people want to get on with you over there on the Twitter oh, where can we do that
1: uh, yeah it's the usual place at James Marriott and um, I should just give you a, a slight warning here now I'm going to a beer festival on Saturday night <laughs> uh, so for, for for this reason um i'm having an easy going saturday um before the match so i will probably not be particularly tipsy at all on um on saturday so if anyone's knocking around in the riverside cafe and wants to say hi you'll actually get some sense well i mean <laughs> sense is probably an exaggeration i'll probably not spit at you Put it that way.
2: <laughs> Do you think you like to be able to give a, a a good insight into the match after being able to watch the whole thing and not just see blurry blue people running about, James?
1: Yeah, possibly. I think I think I'm doing a, a video <laughs> for Channel Five on um, on on Saturday. It's not to mean that they'll necessarily use it, uh, but it'll be the first time I think I've ever done it sober, including the time <laughs> after the uh, the United game at Bramall Lane, where I went back the day after to record it, and I was still drunk when I went back. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. <laughs>
2: Brilliant, love it. Oh, fantastic. And Peter, thank you so, so much for joining us, Peter. It really has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I mean, this this has brought some actual um, sense to to all this nonsense that we speak about. Uh, and if people do want to find uh, more of your wonderful um, statistician business, where can we do that?
3: Well, on Twitter, I'm uh, at P-L-O-E-H-M-A-N-N, uh, P-Loman. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where... Numbers and graphs and stuff fly at you uh, if you if you want to follow me, and I mean just if you have any like stats related queries or all the FFP stuff we've done, uh, any any stuff on the on the finance of the club, I may not know it, but I've, I'm quite good at researching stuff, so I might find it out for you. So just um, just pop me a tweet if you if you've been wondering something uh, stats related or finance related, and I can try and find it out for you. And, Absolutely, uh, and and I'd like to say. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure being part of it, and uh, yeah, for I've, I've been listening for for a long time, so it's it's quite weird being uh, being on tonight. But uh, yeah. hopefully, I won't hopefully I won't scare away too many listeners. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You you found out tonight how how professional the Wednesday Week podcast is. <laughs> yeah,
3: James was playing with the equipment for quite a while. Listening.
1: That's what we that's what we often um, often <laughs> do. Be, before before we go tonight, can can I just get in a very quick plug for anyone that hasn't listened uh, to the uh, Where to Now Wednesday podcast that uh, Peter and I did with uh, James from the Owls Americas that we recorded early this week, uh, which is basically off the back of the Wednesday accounts that came out. Last week, um, basically all credit to Peter for this, who's kind of done a lot of number crunching, gone through a lot of the figures, uh, he's done a lot of research, uh, he's found some, some kind of some stats that other people have, 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 have found as well, um, and really looking into our finances, where we're at, um, and, and in practical terms, kind of what we need to look at doing this summer um, to, um, to make sure that, you know, we stay within... The, um, the financial fair play regs and all that kind of stuff. It's it's honestly worth a listen. I'm sure you'll find it interesting. So if you haven't given that a go yet, then please do.
2: Absolutely. I, I would like to second that, James. I mean, I, I look at the accounts and I see lots of numbers and I must admit they rate very little sense to a, an idiot lord like myself, but the, the podcast that you guys have done, and I would like to thank uh, uh, James Allen as well for, for, for this, but um, the way that you guys explain this in in, in layman's terms, if you like, for, for people like me, um, is absolutely wonderful. So thank you so, so much for taking the time to do that. I know we're getting a bit gushy now, and I don't mean to, but um, if, if this kind of thing, even if it doesn't interest you, uh, the finance side a bit, have a listen to this, because it does make m- vast amounts of sense um, and, and thank you so, so much for that. Um, right, then, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to an end of this week's podcast. Of course, you get all of me over there on the Twitter at um, Lord H. that's L0RD underscore H. Get all the podcast at TWWCast. Get us on the website at uk. I'm like an expert at that now. And uh, you can also find us over there on the YouTubes <laughs> and the Facebooks and everywhere else as well. It has been a pleasure, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon.
0: It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosch. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later